Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today to sit in this space and be. Be with the grief and in the healing, to create space for peace and to share hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode 168, Intentional Happiness. Intentional Happiness. (laughs) In my book, Miracles in the Darkness, I said, happiness is as present and elusive as air. It's in the process of becoming who we were always meant to be that we discover it, but only if we are paying attention and we know what to look for. After loss happiness, just the feeling of being happy, even in a moment, which always seems to be right around the corner, but we can't seem to catch up with it. Even before loss, after loss, it appears to leave altogether and it hides far away, hides far away from our view and our access. And why is that? Is there something that we can do about it. Today, I want to explore some ideas with you of why happiness seems so far away and lost, and why it can even feel like we can never experience it again. And I want to share with you a path back to happiness. And you're going to find yourself somewhere in this, on this path. I'm going to share three different ideas with you that kind of lead down the path. Like we have to, you know, number one has to happen before number two can happen before number three can happen. And you're going to find yourself somewhere on this path. And the beautiful thing about it is that the path is open for you. So when we understand the pattern, we understand what's going on and why happiness feels so elusive and why we almost avoid it. I'm just going to say like after the pain of loss and all the devastation that we feel, we avoid happiness. We actually push it aside, but happiness is still your birthright and there's always a path back to it. So I just wanted to share these ideas with you. I would love to hear from you and hear if you want to share with me like where you see yourself on the pathway after you listen to this or any reactions to what I'm sharing here. And you can even write me and say, hey, I think you're full of baloney. (laughs) I hope you'll find some value in this because as I've thought about my own pathway back to happiness, this was definitely the journey that I took. And I see this pathway everywhere as I work with clients, as I just observe the world. I've always been an observer of people, of psychology, of how our brain works, how our nature works. And I just think it's all fascinating. And it's such a beautiful thing when we can, we can see what's happening because we're powerful beings. We're, we're not like the, I've got this cute little dog. My dog doesn't have the capacity 
to think through how to create happiness for himself. He has those instincts, he says those animal instincts, but as human beings, we have powerful ability to influence our today and our future. We influence the present and therefore our future. So for years and years, I've used this example as I I was a teacher of youth in our church for many years, and and I always use this example of gravity. So whether if if you have somebody that lived before gravity was known, or if we think about you know even Sir Isaac Newton and the the famous sitting under an apple tree and an apple falls, and he started going, okay, why does it fall? Even if a person has never been educated, doesn't even understand what gravity is, they still exist in a world with gravity. They are still subject to the law of gravity. And even if they've never even heard of gravity before, if a scientist who has studied gravity all of his life throws a ball up in the air, the ball is going to come back down to the ground because of the law of gravity. If somebody who's never even heard of the subject science throws a ball up in the air, the ball is going to still fall to the ground. The difference is that the person that doesn't have any understanding of gravity can't use the law to their advantage. Whereas the scientists, the reason we have flight, the reason we have planes flying from one continent to another continent is because scientists understand the law of gravity and they used that law to create. We have so much power within us as human beings Even in our darkness, we have so much power. Even in the dark days that we're experiencing, we have so much power. So let me jump in and just share the first thing here with you. And that is that we have to allow it. And what I mean by that is after a devastating loss, whether we've been injured by somebody that's created and we've become the victim of some horrific circumstances, or we've lost someone really important to us, a spouse, a child, friend, sibling, parent, even though we've lost someone really important to us. So what happens is we start to say, we start to entertain this thought that I don't deserve happiness, or it may sound like I can never be happy again. This thing has happened, therefore I can never be happy again. So when we do feel happiness, and I wrote about this actually in my book too, is when my brother died, I I remember that feeling when after the funeral, we were back at my parents' house and we were eating lunch or nibbling on lunch. Nobody had much of an appetite. And someone said something funny And we all kind of nervously laughed, like, should we be smiling or or laughing? Is that allowed? Are we allowed to be happy again? So there's this, this sense that somehow we're not allowed to be happy again, to even experience those moments. 
So I want to just clarify that there's an overall feeling of happiness that we can have in our life, but there's also these moments of happiness. So when we're deep in grief, we're not in a space where we're feeling a general feeling of happiness because we're working through the pain of our experience. But in that process of working through the pain of our experience, we will have those moments. We'll have those moments when somebody says something funny and our automatic reaction is to laugh, to allow ourselves to feel the joy of that moment, to feel that spark of happiness. And we, if you're like me, in those early days, I resisted it. I pushed it aside I had had thoughts like, I don't deserve to be happy, or I can never be happy again, or even worse, if I'm happy, it must mean that I didn't love them enough. All of those things are false. All of those thoughts are false, but they are thoughts that come to our mind in those moments when we're experiencing deep grief. And so our first step on the pathway back to happiness is to allow happiness, to combat the feeling that you don't deserve it, or you can never be happy again, or you are somehow somehow being disloyal by being happy combat those feelings. Remind yourself that you do deserve to be happy, that happiness is part of your being, that you can experience happiness again in small moments. And as that grows, you can experience happiness as a state of being again. And it doesn't mean anything about your relationship with the person that you lost. I promise you. The second step, after we start to recognize that we deserve to feel even moments of happiness, if we're not in that place where we can really embrace happiness, which I totally get, we may not be in that place to fully embrace happiness in this moment, and that's okay. But allowing it first is huge. And then after you allow it, then you can expand on it. And you expand on that by noticing the moments of happiness, by focusing on it, by breathing it in. I I just, I can see in my mind's eye just sitting sitting outside in sunny weather, feeling the warmth on my face, good company, smiling, it's easy conversation, and just feeling that that light, that light of friendship, the light of the sun, and taking that all in, bathing in, that moment of happiness, recognizing that happiness and breathing it in, 
just really sitting in it and focusing on it and reveling in it and recognizing it for what it is and going, this is happiness. This feels good. And by noticing it and focusing on it and allowing it, we expand it. We do this so easily with negative emotions. We spiral in negative emotions. We have a thought like, I don't deserve happiness or whatever. And so we go into our sadness and then our sadness comes back up to our thoughts and we spiral in this place until the sadness becomes deeper and deeper and deeper. We're really, really, really good at expanding negative thoughts and emotions. The opportunity for you to is to recognize and expand the moments of happiness. Expand on those. Notice them, bathe in it, breathe it in, be with it and allow it to expand. Just noticing those moments when you're enjoying yourself. And you can just say to yourself, this is a good moment. I want to take a snapshot in my brain of this moment. This moment with my friend, this moment with with a family member. I want to take a snapshot of this and I want to hold this in my heart. And in that way, we expand the moments of happiness. And our third step down the pathway back to happiness is then to become very intentional about happiness and create it. Just as changing our thoughts is necessary to allow happiness, our thoughts are also key to creating happiness. When we get involved and then we intentionally practice thoughts that feel good, the higher vibration, the higher frequency that feel good when we practice those thoughts and we practice those feelings, we are creating happiness in those moments. Love feels good. Loving thoughts feel good. Kindness feels good. Kind thoughts feel good. Generosity feels good. All of these things, love, kindness, generosity, uh, the, the, the loving, the kind, the generous thoughts are high energy thoughts and feelings. I was reading a book by Catherine Thomas recently, and she suggested the following higher energy thoughts and feelings of kindness, helpfulness, truth, compassion, goodness, humility, and faith. I loved her list. She goes on to say, these have a high energy level. In spiritual physics terms, they actually impart healing energy. They lift us up and they feel empowering while our understanding and our mind expand. Wow, that is a beautiful reason to practice high energy thoughts and feelings. They actually impart healing energy. 
They lift us up and they feel empowering and expand our understanding in our mind. So I invite you to focus on a high energy thought and feeling this week for moments at a time. You don't have to embrace happiness in this moment and and just be so focused on it and that you feel like you have to be focused on it 24-7. It's just allowing ourselves to focus on it for moments at a time. This is not to induce guilt or shame that you can't focus on happiness 24-7. This is a process. It's a lifelong process. I'm still in the process of really embracing this idea of high energy thoughts and feelings into more and more and more parts of my day and my life. So perhaps you will want to think about one of these from the list that she suggested. High energy thoughts and feelings of kindness, helpfulness, truth, compassion, goodness, humility, and faith. Again, I invite you to focus on one of those thoughts and feelings this week for just moments at a time. Which will you choose to practice this week? So first, if you're not already allowing yourself to feel happiness at any time, start to allow it. Start to practice the idea that you deserve it, that you can be happy again, that it is okay for you to feel those moments of happiness, those sparks of happiness. Second, expand on it. When you do feel it, when you start to allow it, then you can start to notice the moments of happiness and focus on it and be in that moment so you can expand that moment. Number three is to create it. Create thoughts and feelings of love, kindness, generosity, those things that bring in healing, healing energy, and lift you up and empower you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review and invite your friends. We love to have our friends along with us, don't we? For more grief, hope, and healing resources, you can visit buildalifeafterloss.com. And next week, we have a special guest, Vinnie Tolman, who is going to share his near-death experience and the amazing things he learned about the afterlife that brings so much peace and understanding. And actually, this whole idea about high-energy thoughts and feelings were some of the things that he learned. So I'm excited to explore that with him, excited for you to um, be here with us for that interview. You definitely do not want to miss his encouraging story. So until next week, know that I love you and I believe in you and have a wonderful week. Bye.